Welcome to the Corona of Thorns podcast. I'm Father Peter Zwans, and today is Wednesday of Holy Week. Let's pray. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. The grace of our Lord Jesus Christ, the love of God, and the communion of the Holy Spirit be with you all. And with your spirit. To prepare ourselves, let us call to mind our sins. I confess to Almighty God and to you, my brothers and sisters, that I have greatly sinned in my thoughts and in my words, in what I have done and in what I have failed to do, through my fault, through my fault, through my most grievous fault. Therefore I ask, Blessed Mary, ever-Virgin, all the angels and saints, and you, my brothers and sisters, to pray for me to the Lord our God. May Almighty God have mercy on us, forgive us our sins, and bring us to everlasting life. Amen. Lord, have mercy. Lord, have mercy. Christ, have mercy. Christ, have mercy. Lord, have mercy. Lord, have mercy. Let us pray. O God, who willed your Son to submit for our sake to the yoke of the cross, so that you might drive from us the power of the enemy, grant us, your servants, to attain the grace of the resurrection. Through our Lord Jesus Christ, your Son, who lives and reigns with you in the unity of the Holy Spirit, one God, forever and ever. Amen. Amen. A reading from the prophet Isaiah. The Lord has given me a disciple's tongue, so that I may know how to reply to the weary. He provides me with speech. Each morning he wakes me to hear, to listen like a disciple. The Lord has opened my ear. For my part, I made no resistance, neither did I turn away. I offered my back to those who struck me, my cheeks to those who tore at my beard. I did not cover my face against insult and spittle. The Lord comes to my help, so that I am untouched by the insults. So too, I set my face like flint. I know I shall not be shamed. My vindicator is here at hand. Does anyone start proceedings against me? Then let us go to court together. Who thinks he has a case against me? Let him approach me. The Lord is coming to my help. Who will dare to condemn me? The word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. Lord, in your great love, answer me. Lord, in your great love, answer me. It is for you that I suffer taunts that shame covers my face, that I have become a stranger to my brothers, an alien to my own mother's sons. I burn with zeal for your house, and taunts against you fall on me. Lord, in your great love, answer me. Taunts have broken my heart. I have reached the end of my strength. I looked in vain for compassion, for consolers. Not one could I find. For food they gave me poison. In my thirst, they gave me vinegar to drink. Lord, in your great love, answer me. I will praise God's name with a song. I will glorify him with thanksgiving. The poor, when they see it, will be glad, and God-seeking hearts will revive. For the Lord listens to the needy and does not spurn his servants in their chains. Lord, in your great love, answer me. Glory to you, Word of God, Lord Jesus Christ. 
Let us greet our King, he alone showed mercy for our sins. Glory to you, Word of God, Lord Jesus Christ. The Lord be with you. And with your spirit. A reading from the Holy Gospel according to Matthew. Glory to you, O Lord. One of the twelve, the man called Judas Iscariot, went to the chief priests and said, What are you prepared to give me if I hand him over to you? They paid him thirty silver pieces, and from that moment he looked for an opportunity to betray him. Now, on the first day of unleavened bread, the disciples came to Jesus to say, Where do you want us to make the preparations for you to eat the Passover? Go to so-and-so in the city, he replied, and say to him, The master says, My time is near. It is at your house that I am keeping Passover with my disciples. The disciples did what Jesus told them and prepared the Passover. When evening came, he was at table with the twelve disciples, and while they were eating, he said, I tell you solemnly, one of you is about to betray me. They were greatly distressed and started asking him in turn, Not I, Lord, surely? He answered, Someone who has dipped his hand into the dish with me will betray me. The Son of Man is going to his fate, as the scriptures say he will. But alas for that man by whom the Son of Man is betrayed. Better for that man if he had never been born. Judas, who was to betray him, asked in his turn, Not I, Rabbi, surely? They are your own words, answered Jesus. The Gospel of the Lord. Praise to you, Lord Jesus Christ. I'm struck today by the 30 silver pieces, the price that Judas receives for handing Jesus over to his enemies. And it's, it's something that has reference in the book of Exodus. In the book of Exodus, you get a kind of rudimentary justice system. And in this rudimentary justice system, it says, well, if your ox gores and kills someone else's slave, then you owe them 30 silver pieces, a means of making restitution for the loss that they suffered. Now, whatever about the price that's placed on human life, we can at least see that Jesus now being sold for 30 silver pieces is taken as a slave who will die. And this makes us think of that great song in St. Paul's letter to the Philippians. Though he was in the form of God, Jesus did not count equality with God a thing to be grasped, but instead assumed the condition of a slave. But he was humbly yet accepting even death, death on a cross. And the death of a slave? That gets you 30 silver pieces. But it opens up this question about why did Judas do it? And there are all sorts of speculations about the reason why. Some say Judas wasn't pleased with the way that the work of the Messiah was unfolding, that he had imagined Jesus to be a political leader who would take up arms and who would expel the Romans and in this way restore the fortune of Israel. John's Gospel seems to suggest that money's got a lot to do with it. We heard yesterday in the Gospel that Judas was a thief and that he was in charge of the common fund and would often help himself to the money that was meant for the poor. 
So maybe 30 silver pieces is an attractive enticement. Jesus speaks of the lure of money in Matthew's Gospel as a part of the Sermon on the Mount. He says no one can be the slave of two masters, that he'll either hate the first and love the second, or treat the first with respect and the second with scorn. That you cannot be the slave both of God and of money. Well, here Judas seems to make a choice. But whatever the motivation, Judas gives in to temptation. Good and evil are presented before him. And John, in a very suggestive way, says that Satan entered him. But when we follow the path of Judas, I think we also discover something very instructive for us. Because what happens to those 30 silver pieces? Judas, in the end, throws the 30 silver pieces back, and then he goes and hangs himself. He doesn't even keep the proceeds of his sin. And I think the spiritual lesson for us is this. When we walk the path of sin, it's actually a bad deal. Because even that which we hope to gain, we end up losing. And what we end up losing ultimately is our very selves. And it's here that we enter upon the paradox of the cross. You see, it looks like that Jesus is the one who's being held captive. It looks like he is the one who is being imprisoned. But in actual fact, it's Judas who loses his freedom. Jesus is the one who submits obediently to the will of the Father and who is brought to new life. Judas is the one who walks into the darkness and there loses everything. And I think often we can feel the same. That when we follow the path of the Lord, the path of discipleship, the path of love, when we take up our cross and follow Jesus, it feels like we're doing something hard. It feels like we're having our freedom constrained, that our obedience to the Father is something that leaves us with less. And yet Jesus assures us that those who lose their life for his sake and for the sake of the gospel are the ones who find it. And so in the midst of our challenges and trials, in the midst of our own difficulties and striving for faithfulness towards our Lord Jesus, let's not tire And let's see temptation for what it really is. It's a bad deal. Those pieces of silver that are on offer, we lose them. And the greatest tragedy, we lose our very selves. Jesus reminds us, My yoke is easy and my burden light. There is a burden to be carried, but it's a burden that leads us to true life. It's a burden that leads us through obedience to our Heavenly Father to true freedom. And so, with our Lord Jesus, let us take up our cross and follow him to Calvary. At the Saviour's command, and formed by divine teaching, we dare to say, Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our trespasses, as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. Deliver us, Lord, we pray, from every evil. Graciously grant peace in our days, that by the help of your mercy, 
we may be always free from sin and safe from all distress, as we await the blessed hope and the coming of our Saviour, Jesus Christ. For For the the kingdom, kingdom, the the power power, and the glory are yours, now now and forever. Let us welcome Christ in our hearts with an act of spiritual communion. My Jesus, I believe that you are present in the most holy sacrament. I love you above all things, and I desire to receive you into my soul. Since I cannot, at this moment, receive you sacramentally, come at least spiritually into my heart. I embrace you as if you were already there and unite myself wholly to you. Never permit me to be separated from you. Amen. The Lord be with you. And with your spirit. May Almighty God bless you, the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit. Amen. Go in peace. Thanks be to God. And we finish by praying Pope Francis's prayer to Mary during the coronavirus pandemic. O Mary, you shine continuously on our journey as a sign of salvation and hope. We entrust ourselves to you, health of the sick. At the foot of the cross, you participated in Jesus' pain with steadfast faith. You, salvation of the Roman people, know what we need. We are certain that you will provide, so that, as you did at Cana of Galilee, joy and feasting might return after this moment of trial. Help us, Mother of Divine Love, to conform ourselves to the Father's will and to do what Jesus tells us. He who took our sufferings upon himself and bore our sorrows to bring us through the cross to the joy of the resurrection. Amen. We seek refuge under your protection, O Holy Mother of God. Do not despise our pleas, we who are put to the test, and deliver us from every danger, O glorious and blessed Virgin. Amen. Thanks for praying with us, and may God bless you abundantly, so that this day may give glory to God our Father.